Welcome to the Garden Path Podcast. This is Season 2, Episode 1. Today's guest is Julie Rohrer with Garden Keeper, a new garden planner company based out of Lockhart, Texas. I came across Julie's Instagram feed earlier this year when I was searching for more Texas gardeners. I kind of put off purchasing one of her planners until I saw that she was marketing her 2017 planners, and I purchased one of the downloadable PDF versions for myself. So once I saw that and started plan- trying to plan my fall and winter garden, I knew that I needed to contact Julie and have her on the podcast. So we talked about not only starting Garden Keeper, but her experiences as becoming a master gardener, just being a gardener in the Northeast as well as in Texas, and how she's working to grow most of her own food and how that planner has allowed her to make the most of her harvest. So if you're listening to this in real time, um, that would be November 4th, 2016, you can also take advantage of something Julie has extended to Garden Path Podcast listeners, which is if you buy a paper edition of the planter, you get a printed home edition as well. So this will be available for listeners through Sunday, November 6th of 2016. I'm sorry if you're listening to this at a later date or you didn't happen to catch it in time, um, but maybe drop Julie an email and her her contact information will be at the end of this podcast. So as always, you can find me at thegardenpathpodcast.com where you can sign up for my newsletter, which I send out twice monthly with gardening tidbits I find around the internet. Um, You can also email me at thegardenpathpodcast at gmail.com if you're interested in being on the podcast or know someone who might be interested in, in being on the podcast and you can find me on instagram at the garden path podcast where i'm posting pretty regularly about my fall garden so i hope you guys enjoy this episode with julie and i will talk to you all later well i'm glad you're able to uh, work out the kinks with me there and uh and get this going i didn't uh, I opened it up and I figured YouTube would be the same and no, it's totally different today. So, yeah, well, I'm glad it worked out. So, <laughs> um, so I guess we'll, uh, start off by introducing you. Um, I kind of, uh, came across you on Instagram, I don't know, probably six or nine months ago. And I was really excited to see someone out there putting out a, a gardening planner. And, um, so if you would, kind of introduce yourself and tell me a little bit about your, your, your business. Yeah, I'm Julie Rohr and, um, we, my husband and I started Garden Keeper. Well, we, we put the first one out last year. Um, but it was really small and it was mostly, um, we still had a lot of kinks that we wanted to work out. So we didn't really publicize it. We didn't, you know, put anything out about it. And I think that's when I found you or you found me, however we found each other on Instagram was last year, like through the garden keeper. Yes. And, um, and so, yeah, so we still had some things we wanted to work out, but people kept telling us, you know, put it out there. It's really good. So we did. And, um, and we did change it up a lot this year. We added a lot more pages and stuff to it that we missed last year. And, um, but anyway, yeah, so it's, it's a garden planner for people that are growing their own food, which we are as well. Um, and yeah, we basically built it for ourselves and then it just kind of grew from there. You know, friends started wanting it and then people wanted, you know, they, it just seemed like it, it was looking for a larger audience. So we put it out there and it's kind of been like slowly getting some traction. So it's kind of nice. Yeah, when I first found it, I was really excited, but it was kind of like I held off on on jumping into it and uh, and trying to and to buy it because I've always been kind of 
burned by planners and even the online ones because I feel like they've never captured exactly what I want to <laughs> document and there's yeah. not enough pages. So when uh, I saw your updates for next year's planner and you had the digital version, I was really excited because I thought, hey, now I can print you know an extra page of this and put it in my own binder. And I really liked that option. So um, I think that kind of helped me bite the bullet and to ask you to, to come on the podcast and kick off uh, the second season. So, yeah. And so we, ha- yeah, we put, you know, three different versions last year. We only had the paper version because that's what I wanted. And, um, and so we built that, but then this year it was kind of like other people started asking like, well, I don't want paper. I want it on digital form. And so, yeah, we opened up the digital form and then the one that you have is the, the print at home version. Like we can write and you can print it and then you can have as many copies as you want. Or, you know, like if there's like certain pages that you needed more of or whatever it was, it would be easier that way for those people. And yeah. And then the, the regular printed version. So yeah, I think we have a nice mix this year. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to try it. I'm just gonna go buy some nice paper and and a nice little binder for it, so it would look pretty. But I haven't got, gotten quite that far yet, so I'm uh, I'm definitely looking forward to doing that. So you're you're in Austin, right? Yeah, we're a little bit outside of Austin in Lockhart. Okay, okay, yeah, I know exactly where that's at. Yeah, and that was another thing that uh, intrigued me into. I was looking for other Texas gardeners because I feel like, A, we're kind of all scattered about and I don't know, there's not a lot of them online. You have to dig for, for Texas gardeners, I think. So yeah, um, that was, ex- <laughs> that was exciting to, to find you. We kind of have a unique climate. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, we do. <laughs> my, my husband says that when we moved here, he was like, wow, it's like gardening on a different planet. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's either drought or too much rain or, you know, you know, (laughs) so, um, so when we were talking, you guys, you're from Texas originally and you, uh, had transplanted to the Northeast at some point in time. Uh, can you talk a little bit about your gardening background, like how you got started in the gardening and how that's evolved over the years? Yeah. I, you know, after you asked me that question, I thought about it this morning and I thought really it boils down to, we love food. (laughs) <laughs> like that's really where it starts but then when we when I was pregnant with my son in uh it was like 2004 2005 that's when I decided that it was really important and when we were trying to figure out what were we going to do about like growing food or whatnot I just didn't really feel equipped so I went and I um took the master gardener program up in Connecticut and while I was pregnant we went through the whole thing literally wow. my, my um you know, he was, my son was born and two weeks later we were at like the graduation ceremonies or whatever. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was, he kind of went through it with me, but, um, yeah, so we, that's when we started growing food for him, for us, for, you know, just, we just felt like it was really important to have really good food. And, um, and so, yeah, from then on out, we, we've, we've started growing our own food and, you know, there've been years where it's been, you know, we haven't had a garden or we've, you know, been in places where it's definitely going to be a transition. So there's not a lot of time to do that. But, you know, when we started thinking about coming back to Texas, it was kind of, we decided we could either live in Austin or 
again or move back, you know, to a place where we could have space to have a garden. So we chose not to be in the city and move out and have space so that we could have a really large garden. And we kind of took it on like a, I don't even know how many years it's going to be because it feels like such a big process, but to grow the majority of our food. And instead of, you know, go to the grocery every week and rely on that to be your source of food, we felt like it would be really nice to challenge ourselves to come up with how can we do it ourselves. And, and because when you think about it, nobody grows a better tomato than something that you grow yourself in your backyard. I mean, it's just not possible. Right. So, yeah, it's, we just started there kind of, and, and it hasn't stopped. So we've just, it's just been getting bigger. So yeah, it's nice. Now, how are you coping with the, uh, I guess, I mean, maybe this is where the planner comes in is knowing like what food is going to be in season and to dealing with the crops. Cause I feel like for me, at least we will grow something and then we just don't eat it or we don't put it away fast enough and you know, it goes bad and we had to put it in the compost. Um, so I'm I'm still trying to come to terms with that on my own. Are you are you have the same problem? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, okay. So when we first started, I mean, I can remember the first year we grew, you know, five or six uh, rows of radishes, and I was like, what do I do with all these radishes? Like, there's so <laughs> many of them all at once, and what what was I thinking? Why didn't I space it out? And um. And so, yeah, so you start, we've, you know, over the years, we've started to develop like, okay, well, if we're going to plant kale, like these are the, these are all the things we can do with it to either keep it, eat it now, or, you know, preserve it for later. So you kind of have like a, like a library of things that you can do with whatever you're planting. And I kind of, when I do plant something, if it's new, like if it was, you know, like when we first started planting kohlrabi or something, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of start researching like, well, what are the different ways in which we can eat it now? And what are the ways in which we can keep it for later? Because yeah, you do get overwhelmed with the abundance of it all. It, it, I mean, when it comes up, it's up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least with radishes, I found, um, I tried last year was fermenting them and, you know, to do kind of like you know, a little pickle and yeah. I still have, I still have them shredded and fermented in my fridge and, <laughs> and now I need to try to incorporate them and mix them in with eggs and things like that. So I, I've definitely tried thinking about ways like that. It's just a matter of making myself <laughs> use this stuff. Yeah. So, um, so you, you're a master gardener. Uh, what was that program like? It was really fun. I didn't know what to expect taking it. Um, but I think I learned more there and I, in particular, I learned more, um, in the part of it where after you're, um, through the class, you have to take so many hours, like, um, is it the IPM program where you're like, you know, diagnosing things for people like in the office Mm -hmm. and that I learned so much just in those hours of doing that, of, gardening than I think I've learned in, I don't know, 10 years. It's, yeah, that was really good. And the people were really nice. They were helpful. They, I mean, anything you needed, you could, you know, go back again. And yeah, it was a really nice experience, real good group of people. Did you, um, I guess, recertify when you came to Texas? I didn't. We didn't do anything. I just, I kind of, I didn't know how 
if it was going to be needed or not. And so, yeah, I, I, uh, I started the master naturalist program. Was it last year or the year before? I can't remember now. And, um, the timing wasn't right. There was something else going on with my son and we had to, I had to drop out. Um, but I think that I would have gone through that program over like another master gardener program and certif- like get certified because I think I kind of like the mix of the two. Right. But um, yeah, no, I didn't do that here. Okay. Yeah. The master naturalist is one I probably would choose over the gardener one at, at the, at the moment at least, but yeah, my, my schedule is not exactly fit for that at the moment, but yeah. Um, yeah. When you do that, that'd be great to hear more about that. If you've, if you really enjoyed that. Yeah, that program. Um, so I guess gardening in the Northeast versus Texas, what are the challenges you found coming back to Texas? Oh, gosh. I mean, <laughs> it's pretty much every challenge you can think of. Um, yeah, up there, the, the soil was just beautiful, and it was really easy to grow things. I think the only thing we amended with was, like, lime. Um, and here, I mean – I think pretty much every six months it needs like massive amounts of anything you can give it because by the time July, August rolls around, I mean, your soil is really parched and really sad. Um, Are you doing raised beds or digging straight into the, into the native soil? We actually are just digging into the soil right now. We'd like to get to the point where we can add in, the raised beds, but we have so many that it's, it's just a lot for us right now. So we're, yeah, yeah, it's, I think we just need to do one at a time and get it going. So, but that's next. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Gosh, I can't imagine because we have raised beds too, but I can't imagine trying to garden straight into the ground. I know it works great for some crops. Some crops (laughs) can handle the terrible soil of Texas, but, um, or at least most of the regions of Texas. Uh, but yeah, I can't imagine going straight in. What kind of compost or, or amendments are you adding? Yeah, it's mostly compost. Yeah, we add compost as much as we possibly can. And we, you know, make sure that we have straw or some kind of, you know, covering to make sure to keep all the soil like healthy underneath as possible and away from the sun. And yeah, it's there's just a lot of, we've also put in, I think, just recently, did I put um, blood meal? I forget. Like I did the soil test and it said I needed nitrogen. I think it was nitrogen was the only thing. And yeah, so we've, yeah, we add like natural sources of things, but yeah, it's mostly compost, 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 and lots more compost. And is this stuff you're composting yourself or have you, have you brought it in from elsewhere? You know, we have two compost bins and we're just now getting the hang of it, but there's just not enough for us that we, I mean, we bring in everything. So yeah, pretty much, I mean, there's a little bit that we don't, but there's just such a need for it that there, there's no way we could keep up with it. Yeah. We've had to do that before too, just cause ours hasn't been ready or it's a wrong season and, uh, trying to really, we probably need another, at least another compost bin. We've got two as well. One to, you know, it's act- actively right. cooking and then the other we're adding to it. So, um, it's, it's a juggle. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so with all of, um, everything you're growing and what planners or things have you tried before that just kind of catapulted you towards starting garden keeper? Well, so, you know, I've, 
like the planner I used before, um, like I, it was just like a calendar for a yearly calendar. And I kind of just made it up myself. Like when I, it was just a regular, you know, 12 month calendar. And I just started putting in the things that I needed. Um, I couldn't really find one. I never found one that, um, would do exactly what I wanted. And that was kind of the problem. Um, but yeah, so I, it was just like a regular 12 month January through December calendar. And I just started kind of putting in color coding. Like I do a lot of color coding for some reason. And yeah, I started putting in like above ground goes in and below ground goes in and, you know, cause we do um, gardening by the moon and we do different things like that and companion planting. So I had like, you know, different things in the back that were like this big layout of our garden. And I just plotted little dots everywhere to put, you know, where everything was going to go that season. And yeah. So I kind of made it up before I actually made it. <laughs> if that makes sense. Well, that's, that's how things evolve and, and grow and, and turn into something real. So I think that's a great way to start. Um, and you said your friends started asking for it. Um, now, were you binding these yourself or how did you yeah. start doing sourcing that? Yeah. So I actually, uh, my husband's a graphic designer. And so okay. um, when I first came up with it, I was like, okay, this is what I have. I need you to make it look pretty for me. And could you put it with a spiral? Because I don't want the perfect bound because I'm left-handed. And when you open up a perfect bound um, planner, like it always keeps bumping back at you when you're writing if you're left-handed. <laughs> so my only requirement was it has to be spiral bound. <laughs> okay. So yeah, so we did it here. And that was, yeah, he made me one. And now, now is it outsourced or are you guys still making them yourselves at home? We actually made this year's, but next year we're going to um, send it out because I thought, okay, now it's exactly how we want it. Now we okay. can, you know, send it out. And yeah, so next year, that's the plan for next year. That's crazy. I mean, that's a, you guys have started out from, you know, just something for yourself and now you're ready to start shipping out. And if you had a lot of people, what's your outreach been like? Uh, I mean, marketing wise and in the um, growth, I guess I should say. Yeah. Well, it's been really nice. So, I mean, it's going slowly, but we're, um, we have a lot of um, interest from um, some magazines locally, which I, I was really excited about. So we have, you know, they've let us know about it going in some gift guides in magazine. Oh, good. Yeah. And stuff like that. So I think, you know, all it is, is it's just making sure that they know who you are and that you're out there. And eventually, you know, it seems to be trickling in. And today, for some reason, I'm, you know, this is like a big milestone for us, but we had like multiple people purchase it, like, all, you know, during the day today, we had multiple people at once. Like usually it's just one person a day or like, you know, there was very little, like, you know, they'll, it's like, it comes in every day, but it's like, you know, one person. And today right. it was like multiple people buying. So I was like, woohoo, that was really exciting. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely helps the ego a little bit when yeah. you're like, okay, am I doing the right thing here? Exactly. Well, yeah. And I mean, we like it and we use it, but it's like, you know, you never know if other people are going to like it either. So. Yeah, I think uh, especially 
if you get the if the magazines and going in the gift guides, especially starting now before Christmas, I think you will probably see an uptick in sales, hopefully. Yeah. And, um, We're still at the beginning, too. It's like kind of we put it out pretty early because we knew nobody knew about us and we knew, you know, it's going to take a while in the very beginning. So we're just excited that there's actual activity. It's really fun. Yeah. Now, are you mostly marketing? You said the magazines, are they finding you through Instagram or your website or it's either word of mouth? Yeah, I th- a little bit of both, but it's word of mouth and emails. And yeah, I'm not, you know, just however local people must know about us a little bit or yeah and and we've also been telling people uh different groups that we're here too so that helps a little bit too so i'm sure just kind of word of mouth after we send something and then somebody sees us or you know who knows now you said so you have the print one Yep. Um, yeah, the print at home, the paper one, and now you have the digital one. Now, what does that one look like for, for users who would prefer? Is it smartphone adaptable? Um, or is it just for 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 the for your laptop kind of thing? Yeah, it's it's for your laptop or your computer. And um, I'll actually I'll send you a copy um, when we finish so you can see it too. But it's um, it's all digital, no paper. You save everything. You input there. It can go down to. It shows you a yearly. Um, a month view and then a day view. So you can do each day, you can write out your whole list of everything that you're doing each and every day of the year. So you can keep notes like the whole entire year or save it. And it's all on your computer. You don't have to have any printouts if you don't want it's, it's all in one place. So um, yeah, it's really nice. It's, it's big. It's um, God, I think it ended up being like, I don't know, almost 400 pages or something. Wow. But yeah, it's really nice. Um, like I said, I'll send it to you so you can see. But it's 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 kind of fun too. I, I I'm curious to see if I would use it more than the print one because I feel like I would use the print one the most. But I'm not sure because I really like that one too. <laughs> well, see, that's kind of was my thought um, with a lot of the online uh, planners and the notebooks for this. Is that you know I'd rather have something with me while I'm out in the garden or you know, come in and sit down and write it down versus like, okay, now I get, get back online and I've already been online all day for work or, or whatever. Um, so I think that's been one of the allures for me to have the printout version. Um, but I know so many people just, you know, they don't want more paper or more clutter and doing that. So that'll be, I'd definitely be curious to see like, what's the preferences by, you know, this time next year. Yeah, absolutely. Me too. (laughs) And I mean, so speaking of this time next year, um, like what's, what are your, what's your vision for Garden Keeper? What do you, how do you see this going in the future? Well, I kind of hope that it becomes a resource for people that grow food and that it kind of inspires them to grow food if they're not, you know, to start. And if they are to just make it really important, like a real priority to, you know, for their health, for their family, for their kids, like, and just even just knowing how to grow something, I think it would be really fun to see it go in that direction. Yeah, one thing I've, uh, I think people have definitely seen the uh, interest in, in gardening and growing their own food, but I feel like a lot of people get stuck at and we've, you know, talking about what to to do with our harvest. Um, And then 
I think a lot of people probably abandon or feel like they can't keep up. So what do you have any recommendations for trying to balance all of that? Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, What to do with your harvest. I mean, as far as, yeah, I think, I don't know. I think what we do with ours, like I said, the now, later, and like, I think that's a good place to start is to try to just keep building up your recipes or your, you know, if you're going to ferment or if you're going to dehydrate or if you're going to like whatever it is that you can have like a whole grouping of things that you can do with that one thing. I think just keep on building those resources for yourself. I think it's a good start. Well, and start with things you want to eat versus yeah. <laughs> the odd vegetables you see in the magazines. So. Right. I mean, yeah, that's like, I don't know about you if you do this, but I mean, we only grow stuff that we think is like super cool and we're ready to like eat all of it, you know? Yeah. 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 We've definitely grown some things before. Like I did not grow up eating beets and so we grew <laughs> beets and you know, we tried it and they're pretty cool and they're pretty, um, and I'd like to grow them again. Cause I, you know, like eating the, the greens, the greens are nice, but, um, I feel like, you know, wasting, I don't want to waste the, the beet itself because <laughs> it's not something I grew up with eating. I don't have that knowledge of how to cook it and preserve it and, uh, you know, what's really good about it. So, um, but there's always that allure. You see something in the, in the seed catalog. You're like, that looks cool. I want to grow it. And then you grow it and you're like, well, now I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Now I don't want to eat it. <laughs> yes. It's like rat, radish seed pods. Those look really cool, but I, I'm kind of scared by them. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know if I told you that I had the, I had written a kid's book about beets and I, I mean, the back history behind it is we have the, the, a really big beet thing in our family, but I hated beets. Like I hated them with a passion. I, you know, told everybody I hate beets. They're disgusting. It's like eating soil. Like there's nothing I think I would rather do less than eat a beet. And so we started growing them because my husband adores beets, loves them more than anything. And so I was like, whatever, I will, I will make them. I will put them in the ground for you and you can do whatever you do with beets. That's fine. And I don't know what happened one day, but I tried one and I, I ate it raw on a salad. And from that point on, I love beets. And so I just, I can't get enough. They're awesome in every form. We do all kinds of things with beets, but it's, they're delicious. So I've had someone uh, here in, in the office, they, uh, they put them in a smoothie and it wasn't bad. It has an, it makes it a really pretty, pretty color. (laughs) But, but you definitely you get that earthy taste too. So I feel like maybe like half of whatever was put in there would be good. Right. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's the whole like the ones at the store. I don't know if they were store bought or not, but the ones at the store to me are just so different than what you grow. Again, it's a, it's just such a difference. I can't even like I can't have a beet from a store. It's not possible. <laughs> but the ones in our backyard are just yum. <laughs> I, I totally hear you. I'm the same way with you know with tomatoes and and carrots and things like that. There's definitely a, a drastic difference in harvesting something straight versus what you get at the store. Yeah. So we're coming into October, and you know it's our cool season, and we're lucky to grow year round. Or what do you guys have uh, going for the cool season vegetables? So we put in beets, kohlrabi. We put in some peas. Some, uh, a few different beans, 
the beans are coming out now. Um, some kale, uh, some, I think I put in some chives. We're going to put in a whole bunch of lettuce, but we haven't put it in yet because it's still been pretty hot. Yeah. Um, let's see. I put in some radishes. Some, we have a second round of tomatoes. I'm not sure if they're going to be able to be out enough or not. We'll see, depending on if we get a cold snap. Um, there's collards, a lot of collards, some chard, some Swiss chard. We're still getting peppers. We're getting a lot of pekins. Um, what else is in there? I mean, we grow pretty much everything, but we don't, I mean, there's not a lot of the ordinary, like we, we don't really, we grow one zucchini plant a year, but that's about it. We don't grow like stuff that is so abundant and, and we won't eat a lot of. Right. You know, we kind of hold back on those, but yeah, garlic and onions and we use those almost every day. So. Yeah. Do you, um, I need to know your secret for garlic. Cause I, we've had tried multiple times and have failed with our garlic. I'm thinking our soil might be too rich. Um, or a was probably too wet this year cause we've had the flooding, but, um, yeah, garlic is one crop I have not had luck with. So I'm definitely interested in any tips you have on garlic. Yeah. I think, um, I'm trying to think what we did last year, we did have a problem with some of them rotting because, or not rotting, whatever you call that, when they they get soft with the rain because the rain was really, really intense, like you said. Um, but we did get some. There wasn't, I think, I'm trying to think if the ones, I think the ones that had more sunlight stayed. I, I don't know. I could be wrong totally, but I think that the ones that were in a bed that were, like, super, super hot, I think it might have, like, kept it away from the moisture as much as the other ones. Okay. But, um, yeah, I, yeah, I don't think that they do super well in Texas to begin with. Yeah. My brother in Fort Worth, he does, he usually has a pretty good garlic harvest. So I'm thinking it may be a zone thing as well. Are you in 8B or 9A? I'm trying to think. I think we're 9A, aren't we? I think so. Cause you're, I'm thinking of Lockhart to where I'm at. And I think we're probably in that same kind of that line. Yeah. Near, uh, so the cutoff. So yeah, I think we're probably close to not being in good territory for that crop, but we'll see. And we did, has, I'm trying to think the things that, and I don't know if you grow, like, do you grow kumquats? No, we do grow some other citrus, but we've not grown kumquats. Um, and does, and it, does it do well? Does the citrus do well? We have to choose the varieties that will handle um, some of the, the cooler temperatures like um like we wanted to do key lime but they won't limes typically aren't that great they need a little warmer than they can't really handle too much cold weather but um i think we've got oh my gosh it's a lemon that looks like an orange or an orange that looks like a lemon i can't think of it <laughs> yeah. um and a couple other citrus um but we'll cover them if it's going to be below 30 for any length of time but if it's only going to be 32 33 we don't even bother covering them and they do just fine yeah so I'd like to grow some more tropicals and avocados and things like that. But it's, we're just, if we were 30 minutes South closer to Houston, uh, when we get that ambient city temperature, we could grow a lot more than we do, but we don't have that. Yeah, same here. <laughs> so, so I guess plants you love and plants you've had uh, failures with. 
Oh gosh. Well, I can tell you the failure really quickly. <laughs> Those always pop out, right? Um, the one thing that I had such a big deal with was rosemary from seed. Have you ever, do you know the having problems with rosemary from seed? I've never even tried. That's interesting. Yeah. So yeah. So we ended up actually buying one over at natural gardener because, um, and it's still, it's gigantic in the backyard and it will probably live forever and we could divide it up a thousand times. But yeah, so there's something with rosemary from seed that you have to have it at all these different temperature. Like I, I forget the whole process, but you have to put it in the freezer and you have to like wet, you know, it's got to be in wet soil in the freezer. And there's like this weird right. thing that has to happen for it to, germinate and it was really tough I mean I literally I think I sprinkled probably three packets outside and I was like why is the rosemary not growing it's like a weed in Texas what is going on so yeah that was that was my biggest flop yeah (laughs) before I learned that and I'm trying to think of like the thing I love to grow the most is figs, but it's, you know, we bought a house that had a fig because a fig, well, it had three fig trees um, because that was kind of one of my prerequisites. I was like, we live in Texas. I want a fig tree. <laughs> so yeah, that's, yeah. I love figs. Ours came with a fig tree as well. And it was, I definitely, I'm happy that I take pictures all the time of our garden because I can go back and look and see how things have changed. And it was so, it was definitely scrawny in need of help uh, when we moved in. And I didn't think it, I didn't think it looked that bad, but after, after we've taken care of it and seen it through the years, it's, it's grown a lot and it looks so much more healthy, but we always have a problem fighting with it, with the birds and the squirrels for figs. So this year they were going after them before they even ripe. So we didn't get anything. Oh, wow. Yeah. I would, I would see a fig and be like, okay, I'll come back, you know, tomorrow or the next day and come check it out. And it would have holes in it already because somebody's been picking at it. So, um, so that's my, my failure at least for this year. (laughs) (laughs) What do you enjoy most? (laughs) Oh gosh. Uh, plant for in the garden. Uh, I wish I could have tomatoes. We have not had good tomatoes the last two years, mostly because of the rains. Gosh. And, um, but uh, I definitely like growing. Uh, I definitely like growing kale. I think in the yeah. greens in the winter. So and we've had good luck with carrots and peas, as well. So we'll try. We'll try garlic one more time, and I may give up. So <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'll look up the variety that we use because it's pretty hardy, and I think we've had it for three years. I keep pulling it up and putting it in, and. Yeah, it's it's been going for three years. So, and I think we brought it from Connecticut for some reason. I feel like we had it there also. Well, that's pretty hardy if it goes from both of those zones. Yeah. So I'll let you know what it was. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we can wrap up with uh, where can people find you if they want to uh, check out Garden Keeper and you know purchase one of your options and uh, stay up to date. Yes, yeah, so we are on Instagram at Garden Keeper, like G-A-R-D-E-N-K-E-E-P-R. And then um, that same GardenKeeper.com is where you can purchase anything. Okay, cool. I'm excited to see how, how things go uh, next year and how, how successful you become because I have a feeling that there's a niche to fill and a lot of people are going to be interested in hopefully maybe bettering their gardens by planning and just noting like phenology and how well things do and maybe having better 
success by keeping track of what's going growing in their gardens. So I agree. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward to trying it uh, for next year. I, I may even start earlier and try to adapt it for the next few months for, I've got to start my seeds this weekend. I'm getting the beds ready for uh, the fall crops. So um, I think I don't want to wait till January to, <laughs> to start. So I may have to start keeping some notes now. So great. Cool. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I'm, I'm glad we got the kinks worked out. I was nervous there for a minute because YouTube likes to change things in Google. Yeah. Well, it was really, it's really nice meeting you finally. I've been really excited to get on the call with you. So I'm glad that we did that. And I'm really glad to meet another Texas gardener too, because it's really, like you said, it's a little bit hard to kind of find each other and it's nice to find you. So thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks again. Have a great day. Talk to okay. you later. You too. Bye. Bye.